0: Folks, what is up? You are having a great Saturday, whether you're getting brunch with your Aunt Sally or on your way to the home, but this is not wrestling with your budget, not wrestling with your conscience, wrestling with emotion show. on Maniac, joined by our panelists of McAdoo, Rob Ryan, and the Micah Man, Jake Micah, around the horn. Gentlemen, plain and simple, great time to be a wrestling fan right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go for it, Rob. I mean, definitely. I mean, I don't know about WWE so much. They're really, I don't know really what they're doing over there. But AEW right now, they are hitting on all cylinders. I feel like every show they have, they're just getting great ratings. I, I really just don't know what Vince is doing
2: these days. Yeah, um... I would say this is like has to be one of the. I'm pushed back a little bit because this is one of the best weeks of free TV we got wrestling wise. In shit, bro. I don't know forever, <laughs> as long as I can remember. I mean, we got we kicked off the week with New Day Bloodline, and then the Triple Threat between Big E, Roman, and uh, and Bobby Lashley, and then we get a Danielson Omega match, just you know, casually thrown in the middle of the week. Not to mention. Everything that happened last night, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as we preview the Extreme Rules card, um, we're in a we're in a very very good spot. I think just in general, I think we probably have some differing opinions on the promotions on this in this group. We always do, but I think we can all kind of point to stuff that we're happy with right now. So I'm an, I feel like I'm like gluttonous right now as a wrestling fan. It's been great, and I'm excited to see what what the Fed has to do on Sunday with a big pay per view
3: yeah i mean wd we have talked about wb and a lot but i think well i'll just lead into it
0: i'm cutting i'm cutting to the chase here i i mean it's <laughs> a topic yeah. of another thing but right now with the state of wrestling mcadoo line it up does wwe need a whoa well it's a <laughs> free
3: show is he done okay yeah. no but yeah they uh, <laughs> honestly they do uh like i you guys have known me like I'm the WWE Homer here. I like more than anyone else in our little group chat that we have, but like, yes, they need something here. Something has to happen. SummerSlam. They were big, big moments, but then immediately with big letdowns because of what happened. I mean, if you look at Lynch, mm-hmm. if you look at, at turning off the cameras and Lesnar, like German suplex, Cena, like, why is that not on TV? Why is that not? Why did that show that? I will never know, but it's just screw up after screw up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you, the
0: it goes back to the core things that I that I mean, I'm not the first one to say them, but it's what I've been seeing from AEW is that everything matters, the matches matter, the storylines matter, there's payoff for everything, so they care about the fans. It just seems like there's a genuine care about professional wrestling that you're getting out of AEW, whereas WWE is kind of stubborn and set in their ways. And yeah, the, the longer that it takes WWE to kind of adjust, I mean, I don't know if you're seeing them adjust by, you know, streamlining the bloodline versus the New Day this past week. But Rob, what did you think about that? Because I saw you were excited, but do you, don't you think that's a little desperate from WWE?
1: Yeah, no, I I really thought once Biggie won the title, I really thought this was going to be a Survivor Series match because it's a Raw versus SmackDown, possibly maybe SmackDown versus Raw depending on how the draft goes next week. But I really just didn't think that it should happen the week after Biggie wins the title just because it doesn't make sense for anything wise just ratings ratings wise yes but for money wise anything other than that is not a match that happens to kick off a monday night raw a week after biggie wins it
0: very fair yeah so AEW hot in the sun grand slam obviously this past week we got the dream match daniel Bryan versus kenny omega aka the quickest 30 minutes that anybody has ever experienced in (laughs) professional wrestling um, I mean, you had a, just an array of matches. You had trios matches. You had the Super Click making their debut. You had Moxley uh, and Kingston going in an unsanctioned match, a lights out match. I'd never even seen when WWE does an unsanctioned match, they just go, "This is an unsanctioned match," and then everything else is the same. And this one actually felt a little bit different from AEW. But with that said, uh, you know, I don't know if McAdoo wants to get too into it because again, he's holding the uh, the Stanford flag here. But uh, Micah and Rob, what were your favorite parts of uh, Wednesday and Friday from what we got?
2: Well, the fact, I think that we're in that spot where we've just got so many matchups that we want to see. Like it didn't feel out of place that Danielson Omega was happening Wednesday, even though like looking back a couple years ago, like we would think that would be in the biggest possible moment. And I mean, it was a huge show for AEW. I mean, it was the biggest show they've ever done live. They wanted to start that crowd off hot. And, I think it's just the the type of matches we can get like and still be entertained from AEW is the biggest thing. Like, they kind of gave everybody anybody who wanted something not what they wanted. If you wanted to see a big, you know, powerful powerhouse Hobbs showing, I mean that match last night against Punk was incredible and Punk made Hobbs look look like a million bucks. You get to see that. I mean the I think one of the best matches of the week was the the eight-man last night, and that's just like usually we save that chaos for the elite or Young Bucks matches, and they were like, no, we'll just put Lucha Bros, Santana, and Ortiz together, and they'll just put together magic with pretty much anybody they're in the ring with. I think it's just the depth of this roster now. They've built up so much. Everybody's worried about who's going to get all this time. We've got Danielson getting slotted into an Omega match. Hangman's not around right now. Um, there's a lot of lot of mouths to feed on the men's side, but the way that they kind of use the talent with that New Japan model, using a lot of trios, using a lot of eight-man tags, everything they can do to kind of keep guys involved is the biggest thing. So I think it's just the spinning of all, all the plates, but they've seemed to have been able, at least so far, to be able to spin a lot of those plates and not let them come crashing down. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I really I love almost every single match over Grand Slam from Dynamite and Rampage. The Danielson Omega match, oh my God! I don't think I've seen a match like that in a long time. A third, it, to go to the time limit, and it just just every second of that match there was something going on. Um, that whole Wednesday night was great. Last night, I really enjoyed most of the show. Like you said, the eight man tag was great. Hobbs versus Punk was. Amazing. I mean, Punk can make any any match look great with his talents. But I'm the most thing I'm most excited for is Homicide being back with Kingston. If we could see a reunion of the LAX from the days from Impact Wrestling, I mean, I think that could be great. So were you pissed in the group chat when I said I was let down by (laughs) Homicide?
2: I was because I didn't see it last
1: night. I I saw it this morning, and I was like, what?
2: (laughs) See, I thought we were talking about Masvidal showing up when you initially brought it up. Yeah, when Masvidal
0: came out, I was like, that must have been the one he was talking about. That was crazy, (laughs) I will say. I mean, AEW just pushing all the right buttons. It's like, WWE fans talked for years, like, oh, if we could see this. And like, yeah, you got Big Show versus Mayweather, but like, that wasn't what anybody wanted to see. Um, With that said, typically here on the WWE show, we always talk about what storyline in WWE you're most excited about the current moment. Right now I'm going to flip it on both of you. What what storyline are you most excited for going forward in all Elite Wrestling?
2: Yeah, um going forward, I think the most interesting thing is Adam Cole and whatever's going to happen with the Elite because um I mean, you go
0: there's this, a Civil I mean, War
2: coming exactly and you can go you want to go you can the thing with aws you can go as inside baseball as you want if you want to watch being the elite you watch sammy's vlog you want to watch all these youtube content that they have you can get as much storytelling as they're going to give you and at least a little bit of that has started it's showing the dissension between omega being a little bit jealous that about all the attention cole's gonna get and that's it's gonna come to head and so i think that's the most interesting story and that's another thing with a guy you know talking about not leaving matches on the or table anymore like they brought Adam Cole in. They had him in a great match against Frankie in his debut. They put him back with the Bucks almost immediately for this big Grand Slam show in that match. We didn't even touch on that match because I think the Young Bucks and those six man. Oh, my God. Like- the
0: super quick. Some of those spots were, like, insane. I mean, you just don't, like, when, if, if they executed some of the spots that they do in AEW and WWE, like, ESPN will be losing their minds. That's all oh. I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: And that's, and I think that sometimes we take that for granted with the Bucks and the elite, because they've been putting on these types of masters if if, for years, if you've been paying attention in New Japan and everything else, like they've been putting them on. So I think Cole is the, Cole is the real wild card because he's going to factor into their main event storyline in a multitude of ways. And being the elite, he doesn't even know why Hangman isn't hanging out with them anymore. Like that hasn't even been explored. Adam Cole and Hangman. Were like a tag team together in the bullet club. They were buddies and everything a couple of years ago. So there's so many different threads they can explore. We get him against Jungle Boy upcoming week on dynamite, which is going to be a banger of a match when that happens. So I'm I'm interested in Adam Cole and just because I think he's the guy that he's the guy that kind of changed up him being coming available kind of changed where we thought the elite storyline was going to go. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I really think
1: it's, I agree, it's probably the Adam Cole saga, just because there's just so much you could do with him right now. He can go off on his own and still be in the elite, or he can turn on them and go after um, Omega. Like, we saw it with him in um, the Undisputed uh, uh, era. Like, he turned on them, and they had great matches within the Undisputed. So, like, I think Adam Cole is definitely the person to watch out for absolutely i
0: i think that boom and it's so funny because with omega the box all being uh, extremely violent people uh it's like adam cole is getting put over so much on the broadcast they're talking about how his song is ranking on like itunes and stuff so they can literally draw the narrative that they eventually want to tell so it's yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see my fa- favorite thing from last night was Callis firing shots at Stanford, mentioning it multiple times. I mean, it's hysterical. And, and, and like, honestly, I like the fact that we might have a Friday Night Wars on our hands here, boys. It's very interesting to see, very interesting to see. But can we get a counter punch from WWE with Extreme Rules? Let's get into it. I mean, is there any reason to wait right now?
2: No. No.
0: Okay, well, we have a banger of a match out the gate. If this, I guess this match probably isn't going to be first because – it really isn't a way to open a show. No disrespect, I mean, to both these superstars. But we got Liv Morgan versus Carmella. And before we get into these, actually, let's update the percentages for all our fans oh. out here. We got the best-looking guy, Maniac, at 74%. McAdoo and Rob Ryan right behind me, 68 and 62. Micah, you, you have a lot less picks than everybody, though, so so your sample size can change 54. a lot quicker than ours. But I'm saying you only have one show of picks. So. You suck. My, my wow, uh, McAdoo, McAdoo has heard six minutes of AEW talk and he's he ready it, to too. fire. <laughs>
2: Mackinac will be happy with me later, I promise. I'm 50% in this. I'm 50% in college football picks on the year. And for 19 weeks straight, guys, I shit you not, I've been in a football picks pool and I'm 500 there too. So I can't, I need to get one over. Even Tomorrow's got to be the day. Tomorrow's got to be the day. Let's get it going, though. He has
0: even seen it. Okay, it is time to get rolling. We got Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I mean, honestly, guys, I don't know. Like, I, I've been watching, but I couldn't really tell you what is happening in this feud. Uh, like is there something actually happening you guys enlighten
2: me carmella got her nose almost broken last week okay and she was very upset about it and that's pretty much been the crux of this feud so uh so yeah
0: okay well hey perfectly explained by micah perfect reason for micah to kick us off let's go micah rob brian McAdoo. who you got Liv morgan
2: versus carmella It doesn't make sense for it not to be live here, which makes me think that Carmella's going over and gonna get to celebrate with some shenanigans and Zelina Vega. Uh, live they've been giving live the nice little push since they released Ruby and she's been on her own. Um, I'm wondering if there's you know a a potential title shot in there for her. She's been she's been angling for something. Carmella is kind of a made woman at this point where she's gonna be like an upper mid card heel. I think she fits that perfectly so. I don't know. They've been extending feuds out so long recently. I'm gonna go with Carmella in some shenanigans with Selena Vega, and maybe we get uh, we get this extended out a little bit longer. So let's go. Let's go with Carmella. Why not?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan. I just think this is a bigger play. I, this match doesn't really matter for them too. But I think with if it, with a Liv Morgan win and the draft coming up, I think she gets drafted to the mm. same show that the whatever the Raw titles on whoever if it's on. Charlotte of Hurts on Alexa Bliss. I think she goes to that show and I think she finally gets her title match cuz I don't think I don't see her winning against Becky, so like why put Liv Morgan against Becky? So I think this is a match that she wins against Carmella and moves on to the draft next week and whichever show that title is on that's where she goes and I think she gets a title shot.
3: 2 months ago, I was on the show and I said Liv Morgan should have won the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Money in the Bank for the women. She didn't win. They wasted it on Nikki Ash for some reason. Now is the time for Now is the time for Liv Morgan to finally get her push and take down the woman who has gotten time after time after time after time and almost had another time last month. Uh, almost had another tell shot last month. I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan.
0: Okay, I mean, you, well, everything you said makes sense, McAdoo. It's time for Liv to get her push. Mel has had her time in the sun. It's been, you know, it's been perfect. And and the time is now for the, but not so fast, McAdoo, because here's the thing. You're bragging here about how you picked Liv Morgan to win women's money in the bank. And I do have the records so I can look back and I do see that you did pick Liv Morgan to win the women's money in the bank. But so did everybody else. It was a five (laughs) for five. We were all wrong. We all thought Liv Morgan. And that's why it's a not so fast. And Vince is going to say, You'll get your moment at Survivor Series, kid. Mella's going over in eight minutes. You, mela, you,
3: Mel, oh, what? Oh, what, Mag? I can't remember who everyone took two months ago. I, <laughs> I haven't write my, my all my picks right here, so I can tell you who I. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. I always, well, hey. All right. Well, hey. Keep your hands. Keep your hands below the table here, Magoo. We don't need to be throwing. And speaking of the table, we have the other Ooh. area of the table: the Usos defending their SmackDown. Tag team championships against the Street Profits. Kind of a a reverse narrative from uh, WrestleMania where you had the Street Profits winning the titles over the New Day. Kind of the tag teams that have been there for a while. The youth going over at WrestleMania. Now you have the Usos who are like basically the longest standing tag team in WWE by far. Um, Obviously, they have a new iteration, which we all love as being part of the table. But Usos versus Street Profits. Let's go reverse order. Let's go McAdoo, Rob Ryan, uh, Micah. Who you got at Extreme Rules in this tag team championship match?
3: I am so happy the Street Profits are back. They, Rob and I have been fans of these two since before COVID, even saying we want to smoke at a movie basketball <laughs> game until, uh, Rob, you want to say how that one went or should we just move on?
1: <laughs> Did we lose? Probably, we probably yeah, lost.
3: We lost. We lost. <laughs> that was the first round of the back tournament. And they lost. <laughs> we were not happy. But, um, didn't matter in the end. Um, anyways, back to the main point. Um. The Usos have been too, super strong. I don't see how they lose here. I think they're going to set up a trifecta like, trilogy here. And I have the Usos over the three profits in probably a so- show-stealing match. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want the smoke. The Usos want the smoke. And I think they're going to get the smoke. And I think the Usos are going to win. But I think, like McAdoo says, this is, this is going to be a great match. I just don't see... Like I said, I'm still waiting on that New Day versus Bloodline. I think it's going to come, still come at Survivor Series while they're all three, while both teams are champions for the WWE Champion, the Universal Champion, and both Tag Team Champions. So I'm going to stay with the Usos here because I just think that's really still setting up for that long-term storytelling.
2: This is one of those matches that, the draft where I'm thinking about how this show is going to play out. The draft keeps coming into my mind because we, and and later with the Bianca match too, um, which we'll get into because we're under, if the street profits, like you could see the street profits and Bianca both losing and then getting drafted to raw or something like that. And then going to have a different life on there and keeping them separate after that, I could see that playing. out. I don't think the Usos and Roman Reigns are going anywhere at all. And so for that being said, I'm going to acknowledge the bloodline once on here, probably Ooh. twice again. The Usos are one of the the Usos underrated, honestly. I think I think people don't give them enough credit for being one of the best tag teams on planet Earth. I would love to see them against anybody. Keep it rolling with them. Keep this, keep the bloodline rolling strong through here, probably through Survivor Series at the very least. Yeah, let's go with the Usos.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so all you guys are on the bloodline, huh? Chance for me to make up a, a whole pick just <laughs> by going the opposite way. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the dangerous thing, as our friend Ernie Green says. I'm going to give WWE credit for good term terms. Of and you're right, Micah. The bloodline is going nowhere. They're, they're going to be in that main event for sure. But they lose the titles here, and that starts to sow a little, just a little insecurity within them, a little, uh, you know, judgment from Roman. And then if a certain. Hollywood actor comes back in the next three to five months, it could potentially completely split the table as we head into WrestleMania season for what a lot of people have anticipated would be the biggest match uh, in some time as far as WrestleMania goes. So I will take advantage of the opportunity. I will go against the table. I will take the Street Profits uh, to win. All right, guys. It's time for the four most exciting words in wrestling right now. Welcome to my playground.
2: Yes. Oh, excellent boys.
0: Go. Taking on Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Day. Let me kick this one off. I mean, they they did the Fiend character so bad. Losing to Goldberg, like the the DQ at Hell in a Cell. This is a chance to make everything up. This is a chance to give Charlotte which one, Charlotte probably wants to get out of WWE at this point. Yes. Is that crazy to think? Like, I mean, uh, El Idolo is in uh, AEW. Rick is taking pictures backstage. There, he's on. He's on being the elite. Ric Flair and, and
3: Megabyte Ronnie both have one being, uh, being the elite uh, appearance. I don't. That's, I uh, don't know if putting uh, Megabyte Ronnie Rick. and Ric Flair is correct. Is oh, okay right Josh. now? Yo, don't
1: disrespect Megabyte Ronnie. Yeah, that's we're not tell you right. That's, not, that's, not, <laughs> hey, moving, that's on, not,
0: moving on. Moving on. WWE <laughs> I'm gonna, for the second consecutive time, I'm going to give them credit for making the right decision. Insisting on Karuba collision, Bliss gets it done. After, after Flair, like wow. Flair locks in like the figure f- four, figure eight, like it's just doing nothing, and she no sells it. Welcome, welcome to the playground, WWE.
2: Wow, wow. Um, I don't fucking. It, there was rumors that eight like fifteen hundred people left the arena during this segment the other day. I don't know how true that is, but like, it's why? Not, like, that's just. Okay. Man, why didn't That rumor is just amazing, though. <laughs> like, you've like, like he just... never
0: heard that before. 1,500 people just <laughs> yes. left. Go ahead,
3: Magadu. <laughs> is this how stupid Dave Meltzer is? And it's my, like, full screen me here. Full screen me here if you want. Dave Meltzer is the biggest <laughs> asshole in the wrestling business right now. I am so freaking tired of him and his constant shitting all over WWE. And he's done nothing for except that. But that for the past, I don't know how many years. It's just so old at this point, dude. Like, grow up.
2: I'm done. I'm I'm with you, Vacu. I'm done with Meltzer, bro. I've been done with Meltzer since he started doing like 6-star matches on a 5-star scale and I'm just like, bro, like you you got rid of all your credibility on your scale when you started going at whatever. We could have a whole podcast we have,
0: we have we have 15 picks left to make on this show, but I don't know if we can keep going on cuz that was the if you've watched wrestling with emotion that was the that was the greatest moment like, in this show's history. McIntyre oh, okay. just went full talking smack, Miz, right there. Oh, I he just he demanded the full
3: screen. <laughs> That's the second
0: time this week. I mean, if you go, I'll, but all right, go, go on. On. All right, Micah. So to get back, yeah. is there any way that you're, you're, you sound like Flair can't lose?
2: Um. Well, because it goes back to the draft thing again. I still think I think that. The, the main champions aren't changing, right? Like, M- Biggie is officially on Raw. The New Day is going to handle Raw. Roman clearly is the biggest draw they have. He came on Raw. They have their best ratings they have in a while. He's on SmackDown. He's going to lock down Friday nights. I think Fox would try to, like, sever that contract immediately if they took Roman off of Fox anyways. So the um, you try to, like, look at, like, who are the big stars that are going to be moving during the draft? And the three people that I think are definitely going to be on the move, I think Charlotte. And Becky, potentially, if they are both champions, swapping places. You swap your main women's champions. And then our boy, Seth Rollins, shows up on Raw with his wife, Becky. There's your three big moves, Bam. Maybe someone else from Raw coming over, whatever. We're not doing draft predictions here. But anyways, that's my thinking behind a lot of these picks. So I think Charlotte still has a lot of juice. I think Charlotte goes over here. Alexa can hang out on Raw, do some more playground stuff, whatever they're going to do. They never have wanted to commit to Alexa at that level with this i still don't see it and i think there's a lot better stories on smackdown you put charlotte flair on smackdown and maybe bianca belair and sasha banks are both there they can explore that i think that's the way to go so charlotte retains and will eventually be smackdown women's champion in a week see
1: i disagree i think this is going to be the playground's time i think bliss is going to win the title and if we're going to talk about draft predictions I think Charlotte goes to the same show as Becky because you know they yeah, love yeah. they love their Becky Charlotte matches. And if they do a Becky Charlotte Bianca match, that would that would just ratings would skyrocket for that match. So I'm going with Alexa Bliss.
3: Yeah, I mean I gotta agree with Robbie. I don't see how Alexa loses here with with it because I don't know why. WB loves putting the title back on Charlotte, only for her to lose it like a month later.
2: Because they, shit, they want her to have 27 title reigns by the at time she point, leaves WWE. At this <laughs>
3: point, she, she's going to pass the Yankees in most title <laughs> races at this point. And it, 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 it frustrates the hell out of people because, like, why? It makes no sense. But yeah, Bliss wins. Flair goes to SmackDown and would possibly get Bianca, Sasha, Becky, Charlotte.
1: Sign me up. McAdoo's just done with. This whole whole thing.
0: McAdoo <laughs> <laughs> wants well, to burn it down, but but Micah, I do like what you were saying about uh getting Seth to uh Monday Night Raw. To be honest, I, I think his character was hot as hell when he went to SmackDown and he it carried over a little bit, but I think it's burned out and he could go and Monday Night Rollins would greatly benefit from uh having him back and he can eat a lot of promo time, which is sadly I don't know how many of the WWE roster can take like twelve plus minutes alone on the mic oh, right yeah. now.
2: Half the reason I tune into SmackDown every week is to hear the absurd shit Seth Rollins is gonna it's like So Seth funny. Rollins, Seth Rollins the last two weeks has just threatened to go to Edge's house and like basically murder him because it's if he doesn't show up to SmackDown. It's, it's like, like you shouldn't make
0: crazy. me do this. <laughs> I think
2: on top of it, like we Biggie is not on this car. We were we were talking about a little pre-show. There's gonna be a WWE championship showing up and everything. I think we could potentially get a WWE open challenge. We haven't seen them do it. We've seen them touch on it with the United States. Like Biggie seems like the kind of guy. And the feud, I think the biggest feud they can do is there's so much history between a Rollins and New Day that they've explored throughout the time. They've tagged together. There's all kinds of videos and stuff from them in the past. I think oh, Rollins Biggie is like the, the money feud you could start with on Raw to start off Biggie's reign. It would be incredible.
0: That would be really good. I, uh, yeah. What was the, uh, they, they, the, New Day, the New Day were, like, the only group that, like, supported him when he was champion, wasn't it? Like, the, in his first captain? reign. Yeah, the captain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. That was a great check. Okay. Wait. But just real quick. Macca, you have Flair, right? No, I Bliss. Okay, Bliss. Okay. I just want to make sure I right. That's the only first time I do that. I'm not going to do it again. And we got – it's time to get patriotic, boys. We're not going to church, but Damian Priest, <laughs> the champion, defends against – Someone we're all thankful to see in this match. I mean, regardless of whatever promotion he's rooting for, Jeff Hardy should not be chasing the 24-7, 365, I-95, 7-11. Pancake House Championship, seven eleven Championship. National. Yes. And Sheamus. So these, I mean, you want to talk about a match that can steal the show. Uh, McAdoo, I think you were talking about the Usos and Street Profits. Yeah. I think the expectation is kind of baseline for this show with what Damian Priest has done lately with Jeff Hardy, with what Sheamus is capable of from a physical level. I think they both can probably take it. I think this match has a chance to seal the show. Let's rock it around. Micah, Rob Ryan, McAdoo here on the Wrestling with Emotion show. Who you got in this triple threat for the U.S. Championship?
2: I. St- I don't get why Sheamus is still feuding with Damian Priest. Like, they've been keeping Sheamus around this, but I i can't, I, like, I still love the matches. I, Damian Priest-Sheamus has been fun. Love seeing Jeff Hardy in there. Um, like he said, he doesn't need to be in the 24-7, even though it was fun for that one week seeing him run around in there regardless. Um, but I think this is a Damian Priest showcase. Like, you can get him to look good, be powerful, get, do some power moves against Jeff Hardy, catch him in some high-flying stuff and do that, and then also show like the pure strength and brutality he can have against Sheamus, takes on those two guys gets a nice win to solidify his reign a little bit more. I don't think they're done with uh Damian priest as us champion at all. I, I don't see why you would be. I mean, the dude is like, He's literally like if Vince McMahon went on WWE 2K22 and built a wrestling character, it would be yes. Damian Priest. So I see him being being a champ for a little while. But I think this is going to be, like you said, could steal the show. This is going to be a great, great match with those three in the ring.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I have no idea why Sheamus is still fighting Damian Priest, but this is what <laughs> WWE does. They love they love the same match thirty times until it's it's just they're done with it but i love that jeff hardy's into this picture i mean he's he needs just that one last final match before he probably goes to AEW so i really love this match but i mean damian priest he's finally they're finally pushing him and i love it and there's no way he loses this match
3: agreed i mean we priest is just is one of the hottest guys on raw right now and so i don't see him losing the title as of e now so, I mean, you can't – there's no way he loses.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I got a, cha- a chance to make up a pick <laughs> over here? I'm not going to do it. We're taking Damian Priest. You'd have to be bonkers. Great opportunity with two vets in this match to get them a showcase and put him over big. And if you're Vince and whoever's running raw right now, that's got to be your goal. And Speaking of goals, right now, yeah, I mean, Becky Lynch went home and she became a mom. And, yeah, she came back and won the title a month ago. But for the last – three to six months, she's watched a woman at a different promotion be the hottest women's wrestler in the game. I think that's pretty fair to say. So with that said, with a chance to put on a show here, I'll kick it off for Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, the EST, not the EST, the DMD, the EST of WWE. Um, I think these two are going to put on a showcase match. This is going to be a really good display. Maybe you get uh, a run-in from somebody like... I mean, I know Banks Sasha's still
2: Banks. Sasha's still hanging out there. Banks somewhere.
0: has got to be lingering, and she's had long term with both these guys. So yeah, yeah. Uh, could absolutely be running run in there. Um, but give me Lynch, and honestly, for a women's match, like I'm expecting this to go at least 18 minutes. I would say after what happened at SummerSlam, my opinion is that they didn't like the blowback from that. There's only six matches on the card. Good opportunity to see, uh, you know, if Lynch is really back in game shit. But I got Lynch in a uh, in a pretty good match.
2: Yeah. So where are we going with Becky is what we get the answer from this match tonight, because the rumors coming out was that she was she saw Roman having so much success as his big heel character and wanted to kind of replicate that in some form. So how do you start that off? Is it by beating the baby face you've been building up for the last six months and solidify like maybe some dastardly way like cheating or something doing like that? Or is it going down the route of her husband a little bit more? she loses this match and goes into a descent of madness and that's that's how we kind of get this full heel Becky Lynch is something going crazy and she's starting to like doubt, you know being on the top of that card of something like that. That's what I'm wondering where their story is they want to tell to get Becky Lynch to turn into a heel and and become that kind of, figure if that's what they're planning on doing so all that to say i'm going back to my theme that i still think that the draft is going to come into this into play here and i don't think you put the title on becky coming back unless unless she's going to be remain a big deal and remain the cornerstone of a show so i'm going becky but this is the pick i honestly don't feel good about any of these picks i feel like this card is pretty up in the air for the way they want to go but i think this this match could go either way and you could see, you really could see anything happen here. Um, but Becky, I think Becky goes with it. Maybe some cheating or something to to extend this out, or they or they let it go. And Bianca is kind of left wondering where to go from here after that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this match. After this, the 20 second match they had at um whatever pay per view we just had. I don't, <laughs> don't remember. Summer, oh, summer, summer, summer Slam, <laughs> yeah, the summer party of the
0: summer. Rob, one of the <laughs> big four.
1: I'm they am sure a ramp, they was had a ramp
0: pump pump that was like a mile long.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> Edge came
0: out as the brood.
1: Uh, of course, yes. But I'm so excited about this match. These two could pro- can put on a show just like Bianca and Sasha put on a show at Mania. Um, this, Like you, Maniac, you said, I think this is going to be a 20-minute match with Becky coming out on top. And then, like I said, at, with this draft coming, I think we see Becky, Charlotte, Bianca, S- Sasha and all on the same show feuding and that will be another great match
3: so i mean uh we're just gonna stall here so i can make my uh my prediction longer than the match i had at Summerslam, because obviously <laughs> WWE didn't care about that match at all Fair. so why would they care about this match i i, I am on the opposite end this they didn't care about him then why they care about him now so uh becky lynch wins Hold on, i got to stall for two more seconds, and there we
0: go. <laughs> okay, there you got it, you got it. Okay, so we've had two straight sweeps, and I can't help but thinking that we might as well break out the broom for this main event. Shout out to everybody tuning in on YouTube and Twitter to this edition of Wrestling With Emotion where we've broken down AEW Grand Slam, and now we're on to the main event of WWE Extreme Rules. It's it's the head of the table. It's McAdoo's boy, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman versus the Demon Balor. The most inconquerable character currently in WWE. Uh, the Demon Finn Balor does not have a loss. Correct?
2: Correct. Nope. Does not I mean have a, does not,
0: yep, does not have, yep. So, with that said, I'll let McAdoo kick it off, uh, and then we'll go Rob, uh, Micah, and myself. Uh, McAdoo, how does this break down when Reigns faces the Demon?
3: Do you have to ask? I mean, we all know where I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going to ask! <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, I feel like it's going to be a hard-hitting match between the Demon and Reigns. They're going to use a lot of chairs and maybe stairs and maybe Roman Spears, the Demon, through a a barricade. But in the end, Reigns gets the victory.
1: Yeah, I'm very upset that they brought back the Demon for this match just because he's always, like you said, he's unstoppable. He's never lost on the main card. Um, But you're not... You're not gonna lose. You're not, you're not, Roman's not losing the title on a non big four pay per view or to a big guy like Brock, especially with a Brock match coming up next month in Saudi Arabia. So sadly, I have to choose the head of the table. I'm still not acknowledging him, but I am choosing him for this match.
3: He is the head of the table. Just acknowledge him.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm McAdoo as it'll, it'll help you, or you'll be happy to hear that I fully acknowledge my tribal chief always have always will. Um, that being said though, there's a lot more to do. I think WWE is in that spot. We talked, started this podcast talking about the week in wrestling. It's been a crazy week. So what can they do to really like get things going, especially with that hardcore group that is, you know, or whatever kind of group is watching AEW and not watching WWE to get those fans just tuned back in and everything. Roman Brock does not need a title, and Roman Rock certainly doesn't need a title. Now, the thing that worries me about Roman is I think – now, correct me if I'm wrong, Punk still has the longest reign, right? That didn't change at no. all. Lesnar beat it. Lesnar did. I don't think okay. Lesnar
3: had over 500 days when he okay. lost
2: it. If that's, if that's the case, then that point is moot for me anyways, and that will be why I'm going to go against the grain here, try to make up some of my picks. I'm going with the Demon. I don't think you bring the Demon back to have him just to feed him to Roman. It just doesn't make sense. To me to do that that was the confusing part to me too rob although wwe logic on friday night showed the demon coming out clearing house that usually doesn't bode well for the challenger in the title match but i think the biggest thing that you can do when you've got like the type of guys that you have on this roster now and roman roman can solidify a main event without a title Every single Friday, still, if they really want him to, I wouldn't hope that they would do that. But I think Finn. If I think you're making a statement, if you're WWE saying our two champions at, in response are now Finn Balor and Big E, like who wouldn't be happy about that? So my heart's picking with this a little bit, but I'm going with the Demon. I think it's I think it's time to pull the trigger. Maybe some Brock Lesnar chicanery in the Extreme Rules match coming out costing Roman the match. You could get away with it that easily, so it's not a clean loss for Roman. But yeah, give me the Demon. Oh, my goodness. McAdoo's going to
0: be beside himself. And and just to be clear, everything you said is 1,000% correct. If they do it, Demon Finn Balor and Finn Balor himself will be elevated to S-tier status uh, in the WWE, so they would have an instant superstar. It would absolutely be a great logistical move. With that said, I think that the bloodline loses earlier in the night. Roman gives him a talking down, to and tells him he (laughs) he doesn't need their bitch asses or whatever. Then somehow during the fight, ref gets incapacitated. They do some help. The help doesn't win the match, but at least they do their part to get back in. Ultimately, somehow Roman survives the demon. It'll be through shenanigans for sure. Um, But yeah, I just can't see Reigns losing right now at Extreme Rules, even though it is the perfect time to pull the trigger, like
1: you said, Micah. The ref doesn't need to be in de- uh, decapacitated, though. It's an extreme rules match. They could. Yeah. Okay. okay. They oh want. yes.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. So it goes to the back, and they like attack. That, that, then I'm saying that it happens when they're in the back. And McAdoo. I,
2: I mean okay. well, I would listen if we, if Roman wins. No, I don't think I'm gonna be mad though. Like we could keep this shit rolling as long as they want because it's been it's been the only thing keeping them steady for uh, honestly. Like SmackDown is must watch for Seth Rollins and what Roman Reigns is going to do. Like, that is... In all reality,
3: I've been pissed ever since we talked about Meltzer. Now,
2: I'm just... tired of Meltzer. (laughs) Yeah, as long
0: as McAdoo goes over Meltzer, that's all that matters here on the Wrestling With Emotion show. Make sure you have a great rest of your Saturday if you're enjoying this. No matter where you're enjoying it, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, MySpace Music, you can get anywhere. Because remember, folks, here at Wrestling With Emotion, it's not about... Wrestling with your conscience, wrestling with your guilt, wrestling with your budget—it's about wrestling with, with emotion most.